Have you ever listened to a song and felt like it was written just for you? Or felt recognized and comforted by a piece of music? Art has this remarkable ability of connecting people across space and time and offers sympathy, empathy, and catharsis between complete strangers. This is Kingston Live, and we sat down with an artist who aspires to spread positivity and compassion through her music and words. Danielle Hope Edwards came to Kingston from Prince Edward County to study education at Queen's University, but she brought her passion for music and poetry along with her. And to Danielle, these two passions are deeply connected. Teachers have the opportunity to inspire and engage young people. And through her compassion and spirituality, Danny writes and performs to connect with audiences and listeners and offer some of herself to them. We caught up with Danny after her performance at the Skeleton Park Arts Festival to discuss live music, inspiration, and the next steps on her journey. back in you know you like leave and then you're like oh, i gotta get to kingston it seemed like a small town but like there's music everywhere like at the mansion or like the toucan or music you know there's always something it's a pretty great place Danny, hello. Hello, John. Thank you for joining me on Kingston Live. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And thank you for a wonderful performance here oh, at Skeleton Park. It was so fun. Our very first time at Skeleton Park, period, for the festival. And yeah, it was amazing. I love the audience. So. You had the audience. Oh. They, <laughs> I was watching them. They were into it. Yeah. That's good. I Sometimes I can't tell, to be honest. Um, just because... I was wondering if you could tell from up there, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's different when you're on stage, whereas I've been to my friends performing, and I'm in the audience. I'm like, yeah, they were in it. They're like, they were? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think of the festival, just overall? I think it's been really great. I didn't get to go for the other days, because I don't live in Kingston currently, but mm -hmm. I was just walking around before I went on, and... There's just so many different booths, and everyone just seems to be having a great time, and yeah. it's all just really good vibes. Out of all of the summer festivals, I think this one is my favorite. Really? Yeah, and I think it's, for a number of reasons, I think, um, first of all, it's it's not a like a booze-based festival, uh, <laughs> and, and I like those too. They're, they're a lot of fun too. Like, mm -hmm. I was talking to um, Chris Morris, who runs Back to the Farm. We were chatting about that yesterday, and I was telling him yeah. I'm really looking forward to it, but I think... There's a different vibe at Skeleton Park, mm -hmm. and and you probably noticed everybody's here. You yeah, know, there's kids like running <laughs> around. There's there's older people and, yeah. and everything in between. And you no, know, it's just it's just great. Like you said, it's got a good vibe, mm -hmm. and I think it made sense that it coincided with the Pride Parade too. Mm -hmm. So I think they both have this this thing where there's there's no pretense. Anybody, everybody's just being themselves and yeah. having a good time. Yeah. No, I just love seeing everyone here. It's really great. So tell me about how you, you started playing music at a very young age. Yes, I did. I would say I officially started playing piano around six and writing my own, like singing my own songs around age six. I grew up in a very musical family, so everyone was either singing or playing some type of instrument, so you kind of just joined along with them. 
And yeah, I kept playing piano ever since. I picked up guitar, I picked up ukulele along the way, but I kept singing and still doing it today. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. Music is very much so a part of me and how I grew up and my culture. So it's a part of my daily routine as well. And yeah, I just really love it. Well, and I could tell, and I think the audience could tell too, because you just, and I, I you contradicted this when we spoke a moment ago, but you, you seemed so relaxed on stage, <laughs> but apparently you weren't. Oh, I was really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I was shaking. No, it did not come off at all. No, like yeah. I said, you, you had the crowd. So uh, No, but, that's but it, good to hear. <laughs> yeah, but it was just so natural, too, mm-hmm. uh, the way you performed. So, you know, you can tell that you've been doing this for a while. No, I enjoy it. I was telling some of my other friends who perform as well, we all agree like as soon as you get into that first song or as soon as you introduce yourself it's like some of that nervousness goes away yeah but or you just enter into the zone and yeah i found that here and i found even with the audience was so welcoming so it made it that much better to feel more comfortable where i am yeah totally well i think as speaking as a musician and somebody who's spoken and to and knows so many musicians i think everybody has that feeling of you're nervous when you go on stage but you just you love the music yeah. and you love performing and all that just kind exactly. of melts away exactly yeah yeah that was it so, so let's talk about the present because you are uh from prince edward county correct but you're at queens yes. and you're going to be a teacher yes i am yes And I thought it was interesting that you worked some education into your set. (laughs) You know, I had to bring the two two careers together, (laughs) the music and the teaching career. Yeah. But no, thank you for that, because you were talking about uh, Juneteenth. Yes. And you you took a little survey, and some of the people (laughs) knew what it was, some of the people didn't. Yeah. Could you explain for the listener? Yeah, so today... You can educate a little more, please. Absolutely, yes. yeah. <laughs> Continue. So today I acknowledge Father's Day, and I also want to acknowledge Juneteenth. And I asked the audience, who knows what it is and who doesn't? Because I find a lot of people, mainly in Canada, don't, because it's more of a American thing, but mm-hmm. it's still a North American thing. So Juneteenth was a celebration of the emancipation of enslaved African people. But the only thing is that this is significant because in southern states like Texas, they were still enslaved for three years after they were freed until they were told, hey, you guys get to be paid for your labor. You've been doing unpaid labor for three years now. And that was when all the states had to recognize that African people had to be freed. So as explaining that, it's a celebration of when all of North America was freed of slavery doesn't mean they were still treated well right after that definitely not but slavery was they were emancipated and freed so juneteenth is a celebration of that among black cultures and often a lot of black cultures who may not know where they came from in africa like that's my case i'm from the caribbean where my parents are my heritage is there but i don't know beyond that where my culture and roots are so it's a celebration of that time to come together and be like hey this is where we are and we're free and we're all over the place but we're freed now we can celebrate that Mm -hmm. yeah and then you brought out something i wasn't familiar with you called it the black national anthem yes yes what was that all about because i I didn't know that and i'm pretty sure a lot of the crowd did yeah and that's totally okay because i didn't know that until actually a couple years ago i'd heard it been sung a lot it's actually a a soul song a, a spiritual called lift every voice and sing And it was dubbed the Black National Anthem later on because it just encompassed everything 
about the black diaspora and coming together and realizing, hey, we've come this far. Let's celebrate that, let's acknowledge it. And so Lift Every Voice and Sing is a Negro spiritual to acknowledge that. And a lot of times it's used on Juneteenth. Other times it might be used at festivals. So yeah, I wanted to introduce the lesson and also music. So I decided to sing it today. Well, thank you for doing that, and thank you yeah. for educating yeah. us. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you came from Prince Edward County to Kingston to study. Yes. Uh, what are, were your impressions of Kingston, both as a city and as a music city, when you got here and yeah, continue I, to be here? As a, as a music city, I found it was very musical. I find... Prince Edward County is also very small, and I know a lot of the musicians there, and they're all really awesome people. And then coming to Kingston, it's like a whole other set of musical people. I'm like, wow. And even all the venues that are willing to host people to sing. And so coming to Kingston, the city itself, I didn't really know it too well beforehand. And um, I just really liked the town itself. It. I'm very much so a country girl, so going to a big city, not Kingston, like if I went to Toronto or something would be a drastic difference from yeah. where I live. So Kingston was kind of like that nice little, it's a city, but it's still small side. So. I think a lot of people find that, and that's part of what I like about Kingston. Like I was born here, I mostly grew up here, I was away for a while and mm -hmm. I came back, and I find Kingston is one of those places uh, where it's big enough that there's lots of stuff going on, like, mm -hmm. you know, gestures broadly at everything behind me. My Literally man Cal's playing right now, which I think you can probably hear in the in the oh, microphone. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could do both of these things right now. Uh, but yeah, Kingston's big enough that there's stuff going on, but not so big that you're going to get shot necessarily. It's yeah. not, not like a scary place like mm -hmm. Toronto or Montreal might be. And it's also advantageous that it's in between the two. Yeah, that's I, true. I think is appealing to a lot of people, both musical and otherwise. Yeah. yeah. No, I love Kingston. I love coming back to visit it, especially during the school year. So. It's too bad you don't see more of it in the summer. Yeah, because I find that's also where the music uh, scene is amped up more. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get back to the music. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where to start. Uh, <laughs> maybe like inspiration and, and writing and that sort of thing. Because you said you've been writing for a long time. Yes. So where where does writing come from for you? What inspires you? From now, I'd say I mentioned on stage that I like to write a lot of poetry. Mm -hmm. And so... A lot of the times the lyrics that flow are a time where I'm just reflecting on something I'm going through or something I want to say, but it's not quite coming through in words, so I write lyrics or poems. Mm -hmm. And I was often inspired by songwriters like Alicia Keys or Jacob Collier or uh, Whitney Houston, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, because um, they just have their own style and they just do like they they put their heart and soul into it and that's something I wanted to do and um, my style's a little different <laughs> but it's very singer songwritery I'd say mm -hmm. and yeah my inspiration is literally either something I'm going through or want to express at the time and I just it just kind of flows out of me in that way yeah and I know that you've spoken publicly about the connection between creativity and music and mental health mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i love to advocate for wellness and mental health 
awareness uh, on my Instagram if you see there I often will post things in referring to that um, I grew up being really uh, unable to open up about my mental health and so when I would struggle with it uh, there wasn't always an outlet that I could have but music was one of those outlets that I had so now that I'm able to have healthier outlets for mental health and also keep up with music I also want to use that to maybe help others who might be going through the same thing where they could either be like oh I relate to that or oh like she's going through something I'm going through or that oh like I'm not the only one or I can get through this or even if you don't feel like you can knowing that you're not the only one so ultimately I just want to put the message out there that you're never alone and there are people who genuinely care and love for you and some of them you might not even know yet, but you're still worthy, you're still loved, and your life is worth living. It is not a mistake. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I had a friend recently uh, who was having some very dark thoughts that they were sharing online, and mm -hmm. it was amazing. There was this just network of people that mm. kind of came together uh, and reached out. Mm. So That's it's, good. It's nice to see that kind of thing. And you, you seem to be on the right track because like, you and I, we don't know each other really well. We've mm. spoken before. We were connected on social media. Yeah. But you just seem to have a very positive disposition, <laughs> and, which is very refreshing because I feel like it's almost become fashionable these days to be cynical and despondent about the world oh, yeah. <laughs> but you, you just seem very positive like is that are you just naturally kind of positively charged or yeah, well, where well, does that come from what's well, going thank on thank you i'd say honestly that that joy is not mine i'd honestly say it's god's and he just shines it through me but yeah it's something that because like i've been through those dark times that you would see me and be like night and day mm -hmm. and yeah, I've been able to have family and friends who have been encouraging to me through this time and I just try to hold on to hope and knowing that life isn't always going to be positive and that's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. But you can still, it's, it's, for me it's a mindset thing. So even when I'm going through a hard time, having the mindset that either I've been through it before, I can get through it again, or either way I'm just going to try my best to get through this trying to share that to others because there's a lot of negativity in the world and I'd rather not add to it so yeah that's rather push back on the other side yeah exactly so. yeah that's that's great so what's coming up for you what does the future hold for you well, musically and otherwise well musically I am working on my EP right now I'm recording it with producer Nathaniel Hardy or Nate Hardy uh, he's also a good friend of mine and I've been working on some more music behind the scenes they like adore you was actually written last month <laughs> and um yeah i just sometimes there's just a surge of music writing that comes through mm -hmm. but other than that i've been doing some teaching practicums as i'm coming into my second last year of concurrent education and just working and trying to take my time and relax because I tend to do a lot at once, but it's still okay to take those times for yourself. It's it's tough when you like a lot of things. It's easy to get overwhelmed and have what I've heard called the, the shiny object oh, yes. syndrome, where you're oh, just yes. <laughs> chasing all this exciting stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Take a 
Thank you for listening to Kingston Live. Be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. For show listings, artist info, and all things Kingston music, check out our new website, kingstonlive.ca. You can also hear our sister show, Kingston Live On Air, on Amherst Island Radio 92.1 FM and CFRC 101.9 FM. You're pursuing teaching... Is music going to continue with that? How how are those going to balance, or do you know? Have you figured that out yet? This is still something that I'm figuring out, because I debated going into a major of music, but I knew I didn't want to just teach music, if that was the case. So I'm teaching elementary where I can teach music classes and other subjects, but my desire for teaching is more about being a teacher that is able to be there for students and for their well-being and their educational needs Um, because that's also a big part of where my heart is and the music or poems I write also I think of youth a lot of times or I think of myself when I was that age because one quote that keeps me going is be the person that you needed when you were a kid Mm -hmm. so I try to set that example in my life and I look at the youth I'm like okay what do they need what is what is something they need in a teacher that's what I want to be um but yeah music kind of overlaps in the way but it's it's I feel like those worlds are the same and different at the same time because my music is very personal to me and a great desire of my heart and then teaching and working with youth is also very personal to me and a great desire of my heart so I think at this stage I'm still working out if they will intertwine more less but yeah I'm excited to see where it goes (laughs) Any upcoming shows? When, when can we see you next? This, well, you know what? I'm taking the month of July off. Okay. But other than that, I have been talking with a few people, but I'm not going to say anything just in case it's not confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. But you will definitely be seeing my EP coming out this year. And then any other updates on shows and such, my Instagram and my Facebook page is where you'll find all of that. And, yeah. We'll drop some links in the Absolutely. description. yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting, I've said many times in this podcast before, we've been sort of chronicling the COVID experience Mm. uh, as it pertains to a music scene. Uh, I'm just curious, as an artist and as a person, uh, what was your experience, you know, good or bad? I know a lot of people, it was a really hard time for a lot of people, like Cal, who's playing right now, you know, it was an opportunity to just, okay, I've got time, I'm just going to produce like crazy and put out as much music as I possibly can yeah Yeah. what was it like for you for me it was a mix of actually good and bad because again I'm still very new to the the solo music gigs because I used to perform with my family or with my siblings so I think that aspect of not being able to perform live was really hard because I missed I missed engaging and with the audience and people that would come to see you um but then that was also the year that I released music for the first time and I don't think I would have that quickly if it hadn't been that case okay but yeah I think it also like COVID was a devastating time for a lot of people and also a time to rebirth things and I think in me it rebirthed why I want to go into music again and what I originally came to represent and 
yeah, I just want to continue in that even now. Yeah, I find a lot of people, and I'm finding this more as we're sort of coming out of COVID, hopefully, and people are reintegrating. I'm finding that people are coming out as almost more extreme versions of themselves, you know, with that isolation. Yeah. You're able to sort of, you know, for better or worse, you're, you're, you're <laughs> able so. to, yeah, sort of get back to who you are without a lot yeah. of external influence. And I think there's yeah. another side to not having that external influence because some people are coming out a little, you know, some people are, I've said, are <laughs> like, feel like rescue animals right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I think it has been an opportunity to, to kind of, you know, get back to zero and, and, figure Uh, out where your priorities are yeah yeah and i i am when a lot of people see me they assume i'm an extrovert um i actually have very much so introverted side of me which i think shows when i'm as you mentioned earlier i have a soft-spoken voice but then when i sing it's like more powerful like that's me like night and day i can be extroverted one moment and very much so introverted so being at a time of very much so always introverted or alone or in solitude during uh, the pandemic um, it gave me that time also that I needed to just be broken in the way and not have to put it together for those around me necessarily, but just be able to be broken in myself and then just not even build myself up, but just like loving those broken parts and just continuing in the journey of life. And yeah, so I'd say that was a highlight of my covid days which is an odd thing to say but yeah yeah yeah. danny thank you so much for a wonderful performance and for taking the time to speak to us today yes and thank you so much it was really great definitely want to come back for skeleton park arts festival and thank you so much for having me john this has been kingston live we encourage you to rate us on your listening platform of choice and subscribe where possible For show listings, artist info, and all things Kingston music, check out kingstonlive.ca. Kingston Live was produced in Kingston by Titan Sound, hosted by John Sanfilippo, voiceovers by Riley Jabour, writing and research by Peter Sanfilippo, executive producer Rob Howard. Kingston Live is a member of the Canadian Live Music Association. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at kingstonlive.ca.